Welcome everybody to the OnlyFans Football Podcast episode 6. The Miguel Almiron, no Adzi this week, he's in Albufera and missed the Man United-Liverpool game. For those waiting to hear his reaction, I do have a voice now for him, so there will be a reaction. But uh, myself and Dan talked about the week that was in the Premier League. Around the world in 60 seconds happened again. We answered all your get-out questions and previewed the Arsenal-Fulham game this coming weekend. We hope you enjoyed the podcast and please follow our socials, Instagram, Twitter and of course Spotify as well as YouTube. I spend these senses tell me this is going to get fucking tasty, baby. I will love it if we beat them. Love it. There's a slice of cheese, Minigoji, it's topless. I have a dream. Arnie, cut. Bartler. Eh, the fella in the green and white short. The guys up in the joy have asked to be put back in their cells. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop waffling, we might get some work done. He has the goo blood. He has the goo blood. Get out! Get out, man, you ain't that. Let me add a little bit of spice to that. Is your fucking spice? My grandmother had wheels, she would have been a bike. I think I'm a special one. I'm the normal one. I never knew Stoke were that good. Hello. Good afternoon and welcome to the OnlyFans football podcast with myself, Adzi, here in Portugal, Albufeira. Shout out to Club Heaven last night who have now put me in Club Hell. This morning, just a quick one for Cran and Dan doing the podcast this week. I didn't want to be left out completely, so here I am with a little voice note for the lads. What a weekend of Barclays. Where do we start? I suppose we start with Liverpool and Manchester United. I was in Norwich Pub Port last night with the boys. Really poor for Liverpool. The application wasn't there at all. They didn't care by, by the looks of it at times. Um, they lacked real quality. I think Klopp at the minute is really... I think Jürgen, for the first time since maybe when he first started, he's really struggling at the minute. And we're all, you know... At, we're all for the past one, well, anyways. We're all used to success, and um, whether that be big or small, um, we're used to winning games and making it look good. Um, and even if we're not winning games, we're putting effort in one hundred percent. And that just didn't happen last night, and it was really poor for Liverpool. It was really bad. Um, I suppose Bright Spark Salah gets the goal, another against Manchester United. Um, but yeah, enough about Liverpool. Let's let's chat about United real quick. What a performance from them. Um, the nine days of preparation really showed. Um, and I think Martinez, he's a little dog, but he's an absolute baller. That was an unbelievable performance from himself. Um, doing, doing to uh, everyone what Anderson was doing to Nunez last week. So it was a very, very good um, performance from him. And you know, he deserved three points. I think the goal, the second goal is, I, I, to be honest with you, I don't think it was offside. I know, I know uh, VAR intervened, but I think Twitter seems to be on my side regarding that one. Um, a loss against these never um, is easy. 
So yeah, it did. It did hurt. To be honest with you, it did. It did sting a bit. You'll have me back next week, everybody. Um, a few big things coming for myself in the next week or so. So I will update everyone on the podcast next week. But be sure to listen to the lads now and take it easy. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode six. I think we're on now. Madness. Um, this one's called the Miguel Almiron. 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 I'm just going off through Jordy's pronunciation with the really hard like Jordy accent. He's like Almiron. <laughs> As you can hear, I'm joined this week by Daniel. Hi. Yeah. Introduce yourself, Dan. Tell yeah, the people where you're from, what you're about, what your political ideologies, all that stuff. I won't go that far. Um, I'm Daniel. I'm a 24 year old computer engineering graduate. And I'm friends with Kieran, unfortunately, because we work in the same. We work in the three arena. This is Adam. false. This is false information. Yeah. I never, I never said I was friends with you ever. Oh, yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but no. yeah, um, Adzi is gone this week. I'm sure there's a lot of there's a lot of starving people waiting to hear what Adam has to say about the Man United game, especially those Man United fans. Those uh, those people who have been listening to him slay your club for the last year and a half. You're probably wondering where the hell Adam is. I I I have to tell you, he's he's gone on holidays this week, and he chose the perfect weekend to go on holidays. He did. He, he <laughs> the perfect weekend. I don't know how he, he must have saw it coming. Like we we're so fucking. Uh, we'll get on to it. But big big turn for the books, eh? Big turn for the books. Um, I can't believe we're in a relegation battle. It's, it's embarrassing. Dan, we will get into it because it's been. I would describe it as a long. And misery compounding week with with Chelsea losing to Leeds and for yourself, yeah. Liverpool losing to Man United, but yeah. How how was your week, in general? Just in in the life of Dan. Other than so Monday, speak. it was fine. Um, the weekend was grand. My friends had their birthday, so we went out, and then I had on Sunday had a fantasy football draft, which was very fun. Oh, we like like the NFL, wasn't it? Yeah, the NFL one. So. We all like pick different players and it like goes on like a snake order. So I was last in the first round, but I picked first in the second round. Yeah, keeps going on. NFL starting in a couple of weeks, which will be fun. Um, the phenom guy. Ah yeah, <laughs> but like it'll be fun because I remember when Liverpool were really bad two years ago. I was like, well, at least I have another sport I can watch and enjoy myself and not feel anything but misery. And do you have any like try? Do you have any like? tendencies towards the team um, oh yeah Buffalo Bills um, Buffalo Bills I honestly just chose the name because it was funny but they're actually really good yeah we were actually we were working the gorillas down this week yeah, and it, was good gig. it was it was unbelievable yeah um, one of the best ones I've been working there about almost three years now that's one of the best gigs I've ever worked at yeah it was yeah. fast crowds um, were excellent as well there was no knob heads there's usually a knob head or one or two at the three arena just just how it is. My week anyway. Quite 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 eventful. Um being out in the sun a lot. What were you up to? I was playing playing golf then. Oh, playing course. golf. Um no, no surprises there. Getting the nice the, the last bit of sun, the last bit of tan for, for the year now. Um sadly. As as some yeah. summer's drawing in. Anyway, I'm off this, today to get an E P ticket. Oh, oh, firstly I I'd like to expose all the towers here. Because uh, I was on to a few touters who were selling tickets for 400 euro. Like, 
in what world is a is a ticket to a, a festival in leash well what world is that worth 400 euro you know what i mean it's not even worth 200 no it's not it's not it's not like they were selling them for 180 a few years ago but yeah i'd like to expose those towers that's that's not on how you much know? are you getting it for 250 i was just talking there about summer drawn in one place the summer doesn't draw in is spain and this week's jersey of the week is from the league that shall not be named as me and Adzi call it why is that uh, it's it's a long history with La Liga. They they took one of our posts down for copyright issues. Really? Yeah. So now we Bastards. refer to them as the league that shall not be named. Wow. So this jersey comes from Real Sociedad, the 2015-16 home jersey. And this jersey was purchased in San Sebastian, Donostia. Um, a lovely city in the Basque country of Spain. Um, I went on holidays there in 2015. And as you can see, the jersey is a bit small. It's a bit tight. One pitching out like the skin. Yeah, well, what, you call me fat, eh? No, I'm no, 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 that's exactly what you call me. I'm calling you fat. <laughs> <laughs> but um, local rivals are Atletico Bilbao, Dan. Oh, yeah. you, you, In the Basque country. Yeah, Inaki Williams and that, you know. Good player. Um, and they've recently lost 4-1 to Barca this weekend, sadly, in San Sebastian. So a bad showing on the week of Jersey of the Week for... For Real Sociedad. Yeah. Uh, but San Sebastian, a lovely place to visit. Yeah, I've never been to the Basque country, actually. The Basque is nice, Dan. Yeah. It's it's a lovely place to visit. Did you do the El Camino? No, but I've watched El Camino, the film. With, oh, I with Jesse Pinkman. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, we'll move into it, Dan. Um, the first game we want to talk about, because I feel it's it's what the people are here for, really. Yeah. Um, is Liverpool versus Man United this weekend? It was held on a Monday evening, and firstly, Dan, I don't know what was going on with the coverage. Uh, a very early start. So many questions. Like, why is there such a huge build-up? Why is Gary Neville and Jamie Carragher on the pitch as Man United warm up? Why? Did, why are the players coming over to them? I don't know. Like, why is Ronaldo coming over to the players, like, or to the pundits being like, hey, "What's the crack? Would y'all focus on the match, like?" Like and then everyone, all the fans are like, "Yeah, he he didn't shake or he ignored Carragher." I'm like, "What is he? Why is he coming over to the pundits before? <laughs> it's a huge game. Like it's a massive game. Like you had the Glazer out protests before. Obviously, Casemiro came in. They've lost their two opening games. They haven't scored a goal before the match. Like it's a huge <laughs> game. And it's like forget the even like it's a massive derby as well. Yeah. And then you have like your biggest player just coming over to Roy. Well, what's the crack like? What did you think about that? Yeah, no, I thought it was a bit weird. I even thought like the the match interviews beforehand were weird. Like I don't know what Klopp is doing on the pitch, getting interviews. You know what I mean? Yeah, that that was just like it was never a thing. And also, like the thing that weirded me out the most is Carragher and Neville. I think I just said it there, but Carragher and Neville were literally chatting about like the Man United players while being ten yards beside them. Like they were literally standing beside them. Yeah. So I don't understand. Like, like you're taking this like really important game and then like making it into an entertainment show like, what are you doing <laughs> we were watching the WWE or something or the NFL I not <laughs> like the NFL but like they do that they'll like they'll have this thing where they'll interview like coaches and players during the match yeah we're not far from that we'll move into the game then United versus Liverpool all that build up an hour and a half of build up and it was. I think it was worth the hype. To be honest, it was a good. As an intro watching it, it was a very good game of football. Um, I wasn't really disappointed at what was happening on the pitch. I think it was entertaining. 
Oh, I'm sure Dan has a few things to say. As and in, we actually start. Actually, I don't think we've mentioned you're a Liverpool fan. Yeah. I, I, we never mentioned that. Yeah. But I've replaced a, a Liverpool fan with a Liverpool fan this week. Can we actually start with United? Um, uh, uh, if you want, yeah. You said they were good. <laughs> I said they were fine. I think they were excellent. Um, yeah, I don't. I think they they got they were first to every second ball. They ran. They, they were hungry. They ran a lot more. They were very hungry. Um, which is, is from United teams in the past. We we haven't seen this in a while. Like since probably 2018, 19. So I think it's it's very good signs. If you're a United fan and watching that, I think you'd be very happy. Um, because I think you'd be ecstatic to be honest. After all the misery that's happened over the last year, few years, Liverpool. I think found it very difficult. Obviously, Liverpool not at their best. I think United did what was required of them to win the game. That was the thing of the game. Is like, would Ten Hag stick a twist? Would he kind of adapt his style, or would he go, you know, play it from the back and yeah. try and press him? And I think he he made the right decision. Like, I want to talk about Alessandro Martinez because he got a lot of stick last week um, from everybody because he was too small. Mm. Seven clearances, three blocks, one interception. Never had that problem myself. That just then. No. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, I thought he was. I thought he was very good. Eighty-one percent passing accuracy. But he had 22 passes. So, clearly the game plan wasn't to play out from the back. Yeah, It was to get it as quickly to that forward line as possible. And I thought Rashford... My thing on Rashford is I don't think he's ever improved as a footballer since he first came in. Yeah, But he's very effective in counter-attacking football. And I thought we saw a bit of glimpses of that like exciting young teenager that came onto the scene. He got his goal. He had five shots, two on target. So he was very he was actually quite productive in the game. And even like they made that substitution at halftime, Martial. Yeah, really good. And he was very good as well. He got an assist, I think. Who are we bringing on? Fuck all. We're not bringing on anybody after a terrible first half. Yeah, and like you speak of Liverpool not bringing on anyone. Uh, I was looking at Liverpool's bench yesterday, and they might have three senior players who are sort of established in the first team. Have you heard any of those names? I I had not like. As like did, did you know who Bobby Clark was? <laughs> no. Yeah. Okay. Like that. He sounds like someone down the road. Like you know what he's I mean? a good Bobby Clark. He's a good player. Like, but was he nineteen? He's not. Yeah, you need. A, I think you need a bit more oh, depth God. there if like, you're Liverpool. Like, where do we start? Where do we start with this team? Obviously, the first goal came. Sancho, I think, was very composed after everyone slid in, and um, he sort of waited for his moment to shoot. Yeah. Um, and a nice finish into the bottom left. Van Dijk could have maybe done better. I don't know. He could have done a lot better. <laughs> he could have done a lot better. So many problems with that first goal. So, it's so easy for them to get in behind. This is the thing with Liverpool. They're so open to counter-attacks. Mm. If you look at like a map of the goals that they concede, it's like simple balls through down the line. And it kind of takes a ricochet. Like Trent's asleep, firstly, when that, before the ball is crossed in. Then Milner slides. What is he doing? Yeah. What is he doing? Like he just he sells himself, and then you have Van Dyke, just like not moving, and you're thinking like if you run towards him, you might put him under pressure. You don't have to make the foul; you just put him under pressure. Yeah, and that might force Sancho to make a decision, make a rash decision. But like, there's a in the replay, you can see Bruno being like, "Yeah, there's the goal. He just hit it there," and Van Dyke's like, "Oh, don't worry, my aura will do it." Second half, obviously, Martial comes on and, as I said, compounded the pain of, of Liverpool. Plays it through to Rashford, who finishes it brilliantly on the counter-attack. 
Um, a tint of offside. I don't know what you think about this. Nah. Yeah. No, I think it's um, we'd be we're clutching at straws here. Like, unbelievable. Can I talk about the midfield for a second? Yeah, go for it. They're terrible. <laughs> Honestly, is that it? So, no, but like, God help James Milner. But he's finished. Oh God. He's finished. Thirty six years old, and he's starting for Liverpool in twenty twenty two. Jordan Henderson not play, did not play one forward pass in the whole game, I don't think. Side to side. It was so slow. And like, our midfield is just so slow. They take an extra touch, two extra touches. It's, it's unbelievable. And then you got Harvey Elliott, who's 19, and we're putting all our hopes on this young kid. He was very good going forward, but he's not very good going back. And then you're like, you're talking like, then Bobby Firmino as well starts getting into the midfield he's our striker he had one shot in the whole game mm. number nine he had one shot in the whole game like he's finished yeah he's finished and he's like he used to play like a false nine so well he dropped deep and then you have Manny and Salah like making those inverted runs you have Trent and Robertson on the overlap you even had Jordan Henderson making runs in behind you look at those heat maps from those midfielders not a single I don't think a single one of them made a run in behind we're a mess. We're such a mess. And Salah's our top goal scorer, and we're not getting it. He's barely in the box. Do you think that mess is sort of... Uh, is it sort of compounded by the fact that Mane has left? No. And you need to sort of get over that? No, it's um, not Mane. It's not Mane. Our problem is that we have 10 players out. We don't have a midfield you can rely on. We have no ball progressors in that midfield either. Yeah. We just we haven't strengthened that position for years now, yeah. and in like we're like this squad needs open heart surgery. It needs open surgery, and we're giving it prescription pills. Ten hag. <laughs> but that's true. It's true. It's what it's what it is. Like I can't. It's so it's so obvious that we need that. And you're thinking five minutes ago, you're it's two one. The urgency is still not there. And we don't have a shot in the last five minutes. I don't even think we have a shot since we, since we scored. You know what I mean? Unbelievable. <laughs> you have to go on. I'll have to talk about this to myself later. <laughs> but, yeah, that was the big kickoff, I suppose. It was probably the biggest game. And as the pundits were going on for about an hour and a half it definitely was the biggest game so far this season the biggest relegation battle this season <laughs> Chelsea versus Leeds alright Leeds beating us 3-0 apparently at Ellen Road yeah and when we were waiting for coffee you said oh they were expected to win <laughs> now I, I don't know about you but the last time I checked I was pretty sure Chelsea were favourites for this game <laughs> um, big rivalry isn't it it is yeah, yeah. it stems back from the 1970 FA Cup final but yeah we'll get into it anyway Chelsea I don't know what happened lads I don't know what happened just didn't show up Um, the first 20 minutes was okay obviously Mount had a shot Sterling had a shot um, that went close offside goal ruled out as well all that jazz but unfortunately Daniel um, Leeds capitalise on sloppy goalkeeping from Mendy obviously trying to play out from the back getting punished um, a very heavy touch and then it's Aronson who pounces um, and no look finish as well was <laughs> as Mendy sort of so good. dummies him he tries to dummy him and Aronson dispossesses 
no luck finish as you said yeah sends leads one nil up and Jesse Merch goes mad on the sidelines crazy Je- I love Jesse Merch <laughs> I really like Jesse Merch he gets a lot of stick because he's from the US and I think he's very good I think Leeds have improved a lot since Bielsa left they're far more smarting when they're pressing and they know exactly when to press and when to drop off and he's gotten the job now and I thought they were excellent against Chelsea and they were well deserving of the win Jack Harrison especially I thought was really really good and he really exposed that space in behind Reese James yeah that was a very good ball in and obviously Rodrigo capitalising yeah he's top goal scorer yeah and I seen something on TikTok I think it was it's like the last time uh, a player in the mid-table team lit up the Premier League and it's like a comparison with Me Too. And I'm like... <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Jamie Barry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, um, Rodrigo gets on the score sheet here. Sloppy defender from James. I think he could have maybe got out in front. I don't know what he was doing, sort of playing goal side of him. But, yeah, great header from Rodrigo. Yeah, brilliant. Really good I, I, I don't really have many qualms of that goal to be honest um, it, it could have been avoided but at the same time it was a very good goal um, and then the third goal was just an absolute calamity from Koulibaly just very poor um, the game, at this point the game's gone obviously the um, game's gone yeah uh, Rodrigo I thought was also very good five shots one key pass a goal and an assist yeah and he's um, a player that didn't really perform last season no and you're thinking like, I think he's really stepped up since Rafinha left yeah I think Chelsea again lacking clinical finishing. Yeah, edge. actually, can we come on to that now? Yeah, we can actually. Can, we talk, about, can, we, can, we, can we talk about Kai Havertz? <laughs> After 43 Premier League starts, right, he is the same output, that's goals and assists, as Timo Werner. And his, his expected goals and assists, assists are less than Timo Werner. You hound a Timo Werner out of the club. I, I don't think that's true. Well, personally, from my standpoint, I really like Timo Werner. I think he he put a lot more into the game than Kai Havertz ever has done. You think so? Yeah, like that's that's probably an unpopular opinion, but I think I would have preferred to keep Timo. I think with Kai Havertz, the reason behind keeping him was probably because they expect him to have a higher ceiling. But to be honest with you, he hasn't shown any signs of. Well, that. this is his third season now. Yeah, and he was eighty million pounds. Is this a make or break for him? I think so. I think it is. I, I, I honestly think he needs to show what he's capable of within the next season or else he's gone. He should be gone. Anyway, he's not He's not performing. I don't know what he adds, really. He's, he's not very strong for his height either. I don't know. What what, what does he do? That's my thing. <laughs> that, what like, does he do? Yeah, yeah, like, he had no shots in all the game. If, if he doesn't score, then what's his point of being there? Yeah. It's, I would bring in an, a proper number nine and throw him to the bench. But you did that last season. Yeah, but someone <laughs> who doesn't act up. <laughs> you did that last season. It didn't work out. But yeah, it's a bad loss against Leeds. I was a bit disappointed. It sort of ruined my day a bit. But I got over it and watched Liverpool lose tonight. You know, so I'm quite, I'm quite content now. Because yeah. we're in the same spot now. But um, yeah, we'll move on, Daniel. To an absolute cracker of a game. Newcastle versus City. Best game of the weekend. I think it was. Yeah. It it was classic Barclays, um, yeah. as Adam would call it. Um. <laughs> tell you what, Newcastle were brilliant. Newcastle were absolutely brilliant. Or, wasn't game. it really expecting it either? Um, you know? No, I expect them to have a go because yeah. I think that's what they that's what they're going to do this season, especially under Eddie Howe. They're going to have a go, and they're absolutely excellent. Uh, Alan Saint Maximan, two assists. 
deservedly I think was he man in the match he sh- I think he was yeah Yeah, I thought he was really really good and Joe Linton as well can we talk about Joe Linton <laughs> what five, <a> player <laughs> five recoveries and three interceptions really really good and that just gave license to Alan St. Maxman to run like to really give Kyle Walker a hard time I thought Kyle Walker was really poor yeah and what what do you think of that sort of I would, I would call it a a stroke of genius from Eddie Howe putting Joel into midfield and recognising his attributes as a midfielder. Honestly, it's probably one of the best managerial decisions <laughs> I've seen in a long time. I can't believe, like, he was, he played for Hoffenheim, okay, and he scored a lot of goals, but his his manager was Nagelsmann, and Nagelsmann has an act of getting the best out of attacking players. Like, their numbers under him are just crazy. Hmm. So he goes to Newcastle for 14 million and he does... But who was his manager again? Bruce. Bruce. <laughs> yeah, like Steve Bruce. He's probably one of the worst managers that ever managed in the Premier League. Don't hold back. <laughs> oh, he's terrible. Oh, he's really bad. But Joe Linton, like, just never excelled. Eddie Howe comes in, realizes that he's actually quite good at passing the ball and getting tackled and like tackling. He has a frame for his uh Yeah, he do he does. And he doesn't have the speed. Mm. So you just put him in the midfield. And he's so good. <laughs> he's so, so good. Um, it's Gundogan who puts City ahead first. Yeah. The touch and the goal. I think it was a very good ball in from Bernardo Silva. Yeah. Who swings it into Gundogan. Touch and swivel. Nice goal. And then it's Almiron. The poetic justice. <laughs> the poetic justice of this goal. Uh, for those who don't remember, I want to get up this quote. So this is what uh, Jack Grealish said when he was intoxicated after winning the league. <laughs> there were two secrets. Number one, Riyadh. Take him off the pitch as soon as possible. He played like Almiron yesterday. Uh... That's a bit like, it's funny, but it's it's real disrespectful. But the poetic justice of him scoring that goal against C. I think he scored more goals since the start of last season for Newcastle than Jack Grealish has. I do think it, it was a case of um, it was a bit of luck there from Almiron the way he just sort of dives onto the ball he, I don't he know scored he, with his bollocks yeah <laughs> I, <laughs> he literally scored with his bollocks goal of the week absolutely yeah goal of the week That's goal of the season so good uh, and then it was a Callum Wilson that put them 2-1 ahead what and, a touch yeah and a, fanta- a really good ball through by uh, Alan St. Maximin's second assist of the game yeah um, again we're raving about him but Callum Wilson I have to say keep him fit and he could score at least 15 goals in the Premier League mm. I think he's I think he's a lethal he's a lethal striker yeah I just think Callum Wilson is just excellent and then this is my goal of the week yeah it's mine as well Kieran Trippier as soon as he set up that free kick I said to the lads put a bet on this going in yeah what a, what, what a free kick what a goal um, what a goal he's so good Edison. He's so so good. It was Haaland who scores the second one for City. Yeah, real poacher. Yeah, what what a volley! It could could be described as poor defender from Newcastle at the back post, but you know, two on one, it was sort of difficult. Um, kind of a bit unlucky. It was like a ricochet. Yeah, and then Haaland just got the, the quickest. But then you were going to talk about De Bruyne and the ball through for Gundogan. Yeah, I want to talk about De Bruyne. True, true, the legs. De Bruyne at thirty one is just a Rolls Royce of a footballer. Like. Four key passes and assist. And I really like how he's being used in this team. He's like, especially when they're defending, he's like, they're like a 4-4-2 and he's like the second striker. Yeah. And it's just perfect. It's perfect. I've seen a, a meme on TikTok of Haaland 
sort of waving his hand like De Bruyne is on fire because yeah. he just literally played it through some fella's legs he did and yeah. it's like th- there's no no real comparison for a player like that but um, yeah that's three all Man City Newcastle what a game football what a game Dan um, we'll move on to Arsenal Bournemouth the half five kickoff mm-hmm. and quickly I'd like to shout out Cocktail Bar in the three arena Saliba what a chant I said um, to my friends an Arsenal fan I was like that's a great chant just too long. <laughs> it's too long. They absolutely dominated this game. Mm. Um, who do you want to talk about first? I think Bournemouth, man. I think they they were horrific. They did like they're not very good. I don't know what they're doing. Like I was I was watching the first twenty minutes of this game. This was when Odegaard scored the first two goals, and I just feel like Bournemouth were just sort of hoping to play long ball and hope that something will happen. And you can't go into a game a, a game against Arsenal. Just with that mentality. They barely um, got near their goal. Yeah. I don't know what they were at. Um, they could have played a better game. I liked how Arsenal really attacked on that right-hand side. But Odegaard, Jesus and Saka gave them a lot of problems. Uh, yeah, two goals. Garbage is used for the first one. I thought was really good. That's, yeah. uh, what a run. He two successful dribbles. That was one of them. And then Odegaard just finished his off. And Saliba, that goal of his, if it wasn't for... Trippier on Sunday that would have been goal of the week it was just it was, so, it was such a nice finish the way it just sort of curled into the top it was right. such a nice yeah. finish they're going to win the league until it's impossible <laughs> <laughs> until it's impossible they're going to win the league and just quickly on um, quickly on Zinchenko as well he was obviously being a very good sign for Arsenal so far he has the highest ever Premier League win percentage of any player so he's, he's won 82.3% of his games I was surprised City sold him I know they play Cancelo on that left hand side, but as I said, Kyle Walker, he's he's getting he's getting on now, mm. and you could play Cancelo then that right hand side because he's a right back, and could have kept Shinchenko. And you've seen how easily Zinchenko sort of drifted into the midfield in this game. He's, ah, yeah, he's excellent. I he think was, that's an excellent sign for them. Spurs beating Wolves one 0 in the half twelve kickoff in the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. Or nine was present at this game. Ronaldo. Is it Rosario? Yeah. I don't know. Well, that was very random. The most bizarre <laughs> thing I ever saw on BT Sports when they beat him, like during the first half, which was a real boring game of football in the first half. Other than Wolves, like good progression in their midfield, they just can't finish. They can't score goals. Like they have Podence and Pedro Neto. They're after bringing in Guedes as well. Guedes, yeah. yeah, it was playing this game. They miss, they miss him and it so much when he's not on the pitch. Yeah, I, I thought did, their midfield was actually very good though. Um, I I was really impressed by uh, Ruben, Ruben Neves and Moutinho. Yeah, both had four key passes in this game, which is actually better than Liverpool's midfield. <laughs> and obviously, Spurs played a pretty bad first half. It was majority Wolves dominated. Um, and they, I think they end up with a point zero six xg. So terrible first half for Spurs. Mm-hmm. They come out in the second and up it to a one point six two. And the goal comes from a well worked corner. It's Son with the ball in near post header from Perisic. Kane heads it in at the back post. Yeah. Um, and that's one nil up for Spurs. That was probably one of like two mistakes Nathan Collins made throughout the whole game. Yeah, he was very good. I thought end. Nathan Collins was very good. Yeah. Um. I think he had like three blocks in like two minutes in the second half. I thought he was real. I thought he was excellent. Wolves are just, they're actually frustrating. They're, I think they're real frustrating to watch because you're like, there's so much potential here. And then they get to the final third and they just, they, they don't know what to do with it. 
You'd question Bruno Lage a bit, I think. Especially that, their last bit of form last season. They were awful. Terrible. And then again, a bad start. I think they're without points so far this season. So, um, Yeah, bad start for Wolves. But we'll move on, Dan. We'll skim, sort of skim through the other um, games in the Premier League. The the one at three o'clock, Fulham versus Brentford at Craven Cottage. Yeah. Great game of football. Um, it's Mitrovic who gets the winning goal. Bobby Reid opens the scoring. Uh, I have fucking shit goal here. He sort of it bounced <laughs> off the crossbar, just bounced back to him. And then Joe Kalina puts Wolves 2 0 up from a corner. Norgard unmarked, lovely volley. Tony has a goal really lovely swivel and shot. Was it offside? I don't know. Tony then gets a goal, tap in second goal. And then you have the Mitro, Mitro goal, cross from Babu. His tour goal of the season already re- equals his 2020. One Premier League season, very good. Yeah, Fulham look very good. Yeah. Um, I think one thing they're doing very well is getting the ball wide and getting Mitrovic shots. He had eight shots in this game, five of them on target. If you give him shots, he's gonna score goals. He, we saw it, like he's he's an excellent striker. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't just do it in the championship. He absolutely pulled the championship's pants down. He scored so many goals. Forty three goals. Mitro's on fire, and I think yeah. Fulham, if they play like that, uh, they'll probably stay up. We'll move quickly to Forest Everton. Um, one all boring. in this game. Boring, boring, boring. I um, have no notes on this. Everton look so ropey in defence. I don't know what they are at in defence. Obviously getting Cody and they still look ropey. Pickford parries for the Forest goal. I don't know what he's doing. He sort of just pushes it out into the middle of the box. Like you're meant to, as a goalkeeper, push it out wide. He pushes it straight to, I think it's Brenna Johnson. He just buries it. And we're talking about Pickford in England. Pope needs to get in that team. Um, and then he makes the second goal. So it sort of makes up for... Yeah, they nice... got to gotta get T-Rex arms out. <laughs> <laughs> a lovely uh, pass from Pickford down to Gray, who buries it. Um, but Everton, I don't think, looking great shakes. I think they are in very big trouble. They are in trouble. Yeah. And I have no notes on this game. I'm so boring. <laughs> Um, I was watching it for 20 minutes and I fell asleep I think. oh god I changed it I changed it I was like I started watching um, I started watching Leicester <laughs> which we'll get on to because I think Leicester look terrible yeah and obviously Southampton Leicester 2-1 Southampton yeah. Bizzino in the nets a good game for him um, a lovely free kick from Madison who's probably been Leicester's only performer this season mm-hmm. um, yeah and then Salisu throw an inshallah I have written down he sort of just long throws it into the box Che Adams is there to pick up the pieces and Che Adams bicycle kick to yeah. win the game what the fuck unbelievable contender for God of the week I gotta say Leicester looked really bad they yeah. looked really really poor I think I think Brendan Rodgers in a lot of trouble I think he is I'm gonna talk small bit about Jamie Vardy so quiet he's played for 65 minutes had 11 touches yeah one shot he's getting on a bit as well I think he's 30 he seconds. is yeah but he's not getting the service from those midfielders mm. and the quality of Dewsbury Hall and Madison they have to be getting no more than 11 touches in the game they haven't brought in someone to replace Michael yet which is very worrying he's only cost one with Danny Ward up front like, yeah. I remember Danny Ward a I think bit they of... might be in a bit of financial trouble if I was to guess like the they fa- must be because they can't buy a keeper that suggests some, they can't know, renew contracts either um, it is very dodgy yeah. It's very dodgy. I think they could be in trouble this really season. Really poor. Um, quickly, Palace Villa 3-1. Shy first goal by Watkins. Zaha scores. Matty Cash probably could have fouled them to stop it. But um, Jeffrey Slup disallowed goal to make it 2-1. I have written down here, two goals, one Slup. 
so <laughs> uh, but it was ruled out and then the handball was very harsh on Dino I thought Zaha buries it and then Mateta makes a 3-1 good goal from John Philippe yeah I thought Villa they're in trouble as well CDG is probably on the verge of being sacked I'm looking at that midfield and it's not very good uh, McGinn he had zero key passes Jacob Ramsey's best thing is dribbling he had one dribble throughout the whole game very poor really poor but I want to touch on one more player uh, Eze Eze yeah Eze uh, was excellent he was excellent uh, operated a lot down our right hand side he was very effective three key passes six dribbles and as a creative player he had 92% pass accuracy I thought he was excellent I think he was the best player on the pitch by far well, was, yeah he was very good in that Liverpool game he's so well. good he's come back from that injury really well mm. Um, and I think the last game we have to talk about very quickly um, Brighton 2 West Ham 0 Brighton 7 points so far this season Scottish Messi gets the penalty Alexis McAllister and Trossard with a great goal as well 2-0 against West Ham Daniel I think Brighton look really good and I think West Ham will be fine I think West Ham have been really unlucky mm. they have like extra of over 3 but they haven't scored a goal yet I think they'll be fine just Brighton are really good Brighton are good yeah. Um seashells for breakfast um, God of the week Daniel this this week who do you have I'm going to give it to Jesse Marsh <laughs> what? I oh. just I just think soccer he's, he's, he's been getting a lot of stick for being a bit cringe and he needs to get the respect he deserves he kept his team up last season they've started the season pretty well and that was a like, that was a big big result against Chelsea a big rival a great performance they thoroughly deserved it yeah. So I'm going to give it to Jesse Marsh and I love the celebration as well. Yeah, my God of the week, Dan, is Che Adams. I think his impact off the bench, 30 minutes to go, a big fuck-off bicycle kick to win the game. I think yeah. that was so good. And here's the thing um, I forgot to mention. He had 12 touches in the whole game, Yeah, but he got two goals. That uh, is both Kieran Trippier. I think we've talked about enough. Yeah. Very good goals. Just excellent. Um, and then, Dan... This fella Ronaldo is a cod. And our cod of the week this week is... Jurgen Klopp. Oh my god, Dan. I'm giving it to Jurgen Klopp. I never thought I'd hear the likes on this podcast. Well, I think he deserves it. You can't start James Milner in the midfield in 2022. Yeah, I, I do think um, it was a very poor performance from Liverpool. I think they are a bit sloppy at times. Um, Jurgen Klopp, I refer to him. Uh, just to get I wouldn't that say that I wouldn't say that but <laughs> I would say he deserves criticism for that match last night does he deserve Call of the Week that was the question I think he deserves Call of the Week so there you go folks our Call of the Week is Jürgen Klopp so we move on now Dan to Around the World in 60 Seconds a segment that Adam at the yeah. start of the season um, where we have to read out news from around the world of football in 60 seconds wow very creative as we always say every week and I sort of went bold this week I've, I've gone for a lot of countries so we'll see how far I can get before the 60 seconds runs out count me in oh alright 3 2 one. around the world in 60 seconds we start in Germany 
Uh, starting with the Bundesliga, absolute pandemonium as Werder Bremen come from 2-0 down after 89 minutes to beat Dortmund 3-2. Goals from Buchanan in the 89, Schmidt in the 93rd and Oli Burke in the 95th. In Portugal, Porto reigns supreme versus Sporting Lisbon in a 3-0 win. In USA, not Leeds, Philadelphia run out 6-0 winners over DC United. In Brazil, Willian scores twice for Fluminense in a 5-2 win versus Cordipe. In Norway, Bodo Glimt draw two all versus Harmac Martin. Bodo line third in the Elite Serie A. Spain, Barca, 4-1 win over Sociedad. Lewandowski gets his first two goals. In France, PSG, 7-1 against Lille. Italy, 4-0 all draws out of 10. That is horrible. Ireland, now Rovers lose 4-0 to Ferenbarcos in the Europa League. Daniel, am I almost out of time? Three seconds left. Well we, we got we got it this week. I I, I I was one minute eighteen seconds last week. Nine countries in that around the world. Very good. So there you go. It's time now for get it out. Shout out Alberto Moreno, as you will say that. So shout out to him. Um and we have a few questions that are not many because I think um this was put up last night during the Man United Liverpool game. Oh, right. So not many seen this, uh, okay. which is unfortunate. But we do have a few questions coming in, um, which we are hoping for guest Dan to answer. Um, the first one comes from Keen Mosley, who says, as I've said before, he says this every week. By the way, Bruno over Kevin De Bruyne. What do you think of that, Bruno Fernandez? No. Was <laughs> he having a laugh? Was he having a joke? I don't think Bruno Fernandez has been good in like a year. He like, was bad yesterday as well. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. That's United's best performance <laughs> since like two seasons ago under Oli. And he was still crap. A dodgy on goal. Almost <laughs> oh my God, that was hilarious. <laughs> that was, I couldn't, I was like, that's when your luck is in, your luck is in. That would have been clumsy. He just lashed it off. Lashed it off. It was yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, no. Um, what's he smoking like? <laughs> Something serious. Um, Ten Hag over Klopp, he says then after. No, I'd have Klopp. I'd have Klopp. I know he, I gave him call of the week, but I'd have Klopp over him. Just you know, he's won. He's won a Premier League and a Champions League. So. I w- I would have Klopp as well. I think um, Ten Hag is a good coach, and I think he can get. He can get there. What do you think of Eleven Hag though? His his uh, his protege on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, ninety nine Cam says. Who's the post... Or sorry, I think he means most. Who is the most passionate Manchester United player currently in squad? Passionate? Yeah. Um, bloody hell. In the United squad at the moment. I, I expect a lot of United questions coming in this week. It's probably Scott McTominay, isn't it? Passion Merchant. Passion Merchant, yeah. We have Dave here who says, Will Europa League derail Arsenal? What can Chelsea and Liverpool do to improve? So we'll firstly answer the first part of the question. Will Europa League derail Arsenal's chances at the league title? I think it can just derail them in the league. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I don't think the squad is good enough to go for a league title against Man Z. But I think Thursday to Sunday football is not is not good for the body. No, it's not, no. And I don't know how like it's a good squad, but is it that deep? I think if they get a few injuries in attack, like that attack they have is very chemistry uh, built. If Gabriel Jesus gets an injury, yeah, who's their backup? They're screwed. Yeah, they don't have a Bamiang anymore, so it is a bit. It's a bit of a weird one, or Lacazette for that matter. Yeah, um, I think it can derail them. I, 
See, I don't know what Arsenal do. Like, do they go for the Europa League or do they go for top four? Because I think if they went for the Europa League, I think it's they get a trophy and Champions League football. But it's not get football. It's not as, it's not as easy as just to get. You say you would say currently you go focus on the league because they are doing so well. But um, but they haven't won a trophy. No, they haven't. You know. But they could go invincible again. <laughs> um, what can Chelsea and Liverpool do to improve play better <laughs> I would say <laughs> start playing like um, no actually uh, that's what I was saying the next nine days for our two seasons are actually really important mm. I think especially for Liverpool because we'd be expected to go for the title I think the obvious is midfield we need three midfielders oof if you were to go for a midfielder in this window last nine days I think you might get one midfielder maybe who would you go for? Who? I'd go for Ruben Neves. Wow. I but think you can get him out of there. He's one year left on his contract. If not, I like Tielemans as well. Yeah. I really like Tielemans. Tielemans he's good. in another, he's in a year left on his contract. I'm looking at like easy options, but who can do a job? Yeah. What about Chelsea? I'd love, I would love a midfielder as well. I think midfield as well. Yeah. Yeah. Because Kante and Kovacic both injured is very annoying. Um, because they'd be our two sort of hard workers in the team people mm. that run the most and um, we need someone to play alongside Jorginho it's gone cold on De Jong yeah De Jong I don't think is coming no I, I kind of want him to stay to get his money as well oh, fuck Barca <laughs> how much is he yeah. owed <laughs> he's owed like 12 million on oh wages. my god he's never seeing that money yeah. like, he's never seeing that money but um, we'll move on uh, Garrett asks I'm going to answer this because we answer every question but thoughts on United's rise from the ashes it's not happening <laughs> it's not happening because like you can do that if you do that against Liverpool you can't do that against Bournemouth um, your worst memory of your favourite football clubs oh. <laughs> mine would be easily 08 Moscow when I cried my eyes out the worst thing I ever saw as a Liverpool fan was Steven Gerrard getting sent off against United as soon as he came on yeah that's that was a real sad moment that was really sad I think that I think it's that one I what year was that 2015 that just completely blanked my mind I can't remember he that. just came on and then two footed uh, he just two footed United players and he came on it was, it was, and he was he was off straight away it was unbelievable <laughs> last question from Adzi who is this is sort of a nice way to close the podcast Adzi, who is in Portugal this week, I, I have missed him this week on the podcast, having to talk to Dan. Um, but, Sag Race or Superbock? Yes. Beers. Oh. <laughs> um, I don't think I've tried either. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to be honest, I've only tried Superbock, and Sag Race must be local to the area, so I can't answer, so I'm going to say Superbock. I'll just say Sag Race just to be against you. <laughs> yeah, contrary bastard. Yeah. Anyway, this has been. The OnlyFans Football Podcast, episode six, Daniel. Um, I hope you've enjoyed being here. Yeah, I actually did. I had a good time. Yeah, hope really? You, yeah, I did. I'm not lying. <laughs> <laughs> I lied to you every other interaction we'd have. No, but uh, we hope you have enjoyed listening. Um, back to normal next week, hopefully. Um, <laughs> unless the world ends or something, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But um, yeah, thanks for being here, Dan. I actually do appreciate it coming out and actually... Uh, stepping in for Adam no it's so, a pleasure I'll yeah. do it again alright yeah grand so Dan that's it thank you everyone for listening again and we'll leave it there so we'll leave it there so